good morning, Athens. August 10th. That's right, it's a Thursday. 9.09 now. And uh, we got a special edition today. We're going to learn about the Southeast Ohio History Center. Jessica Siders joins us. Lots of neat things going on there, and it's been there for a while, and just amazing collections. We're going to learn about it today, right here on the Party Line. And uh, see, weather-wise, let's uh, let's just tackle that one first. 67 degrees here on Columbus Road at this moment. And um, they're saying it's going to peak around 5 p.m. with 81 degrees. So not nearly the, uh, you know, the the degree of heat, if you will, no pun intended, that um, we've seen recently. But um, the rain appears to be done for the day. So we'll just uh, keep our fingers crossed, I guess. All right, Southeast Ohio History Center and Jessica Siders. Good morning. Hi, Dave. How are you? We're doing well. Good. And uh, golly, um, my buddy Tom, um, how long ago did he step down? He um, moved into his current role, which is the Director of Development and Outreach, in 2019. And that gave me the opportunity to step into the role as director. And when did you first join um, this, this, um, this program? Amazingly, in June of 2011. Oh, my. So Longer it's been a long time. Longer than I realized. Yeah. Yeah. And um, prior to being named the executive director, which occurred, uh, what, how long ago? 2019. Oh, has it been? I know. Well, we had that small thing known as COVID in the middle. So. Oh, yeah, that, that messed us all up. Yeah. Well, in any case, 2019. Um, prior to that, uh, one of the things you were particularly engaged with were... I think, the collections. Yes, that's right. Now, um, I have been in your building, oh, I don't know, a dozen times, we'll Mm -hmm. say. And um, to go upstairs and go through the stacks. Now, I mean just walk through. I don't mean like touching everything. But I mean just to go through the stacks of the, the of materials mm-hmm. that you folks have assembled over the years and uh, and in an organized manner i might add of course um, <laughs> we're trying we you know i've got a lot of stuff at home but it's not all so organized but um golly uh, just about any topic you could think of you can probably pull some data yeah. and some papers and collections that people have uh, often given to the yes. History Center. Everything that we have is donated by the community. Yeah. Well, it's just remarkable. And then the other, even more remarkable, is that you and the staff know where to find it. Most you know of what the I mean? Time. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I think a big part of that was when we moved. Um, moving gave us the opportunity to organize the collection in a way that really did make sense. Um, and so we started putting like items with like items as we moved them over to the new building. And the previous site had been what? Uh, 65 North Court Street, which is what a lot of people probably remember going to as children um, on their third or fourth grade class field trips. Um, that was right uptown. Yes. Very convenient, but the building was small and we right. had outgrown it. Um, even in the 90s, they were talking that we needed more space. And so when the opportunity came to buy the former First Christian Church on Congress Street, well, really West State, that corner of Congress corner and West Congress, State. Yes. Um, our board made the very bold decision to, to buy it and renovate it. And we've been there since 2016 is when we moved and then 2017 opened to the public. Yeah. And what a neat facility that is. Um, you know, it has a, a, a large display area, which can also excuse me double uh, you can put up tables and chairs mm -hmm. and have a large uh, dining function yes now, or whatever it's just a neat place and and then you have some displays that you um feature periodically yes and um those are updated i don't know maybe monthly our next big changeover will be uh, September 15th. Okay. So Coming right up. Yes, it is. We'll be taking exhibits down toward the end of August, and we'll have about a two-week period where we're changing things over. And when you walk into the building next, everything will be new. Yeah. Well, um, you know, they, they have a shop mm -hmm. where people can... Um, spot something that uh, they're attracted to and and purchase it um different documents and so on copies of all sorts of things so um all right so let's see what year did we say 2012 2011 2011 is when you began yeah and uh, now the executive director for three or four years that's uh, that's cool so, you know, what, what's, uh, what's the thing that really you're most proud of? And that's, I hate to say that because you're proud of all sorts of things. But, you know, what, what, what is unique? I would say what I am most proud of um, and that I still get to do every year is our educational programming with schools. Um, so that was, that's actually my background. Um, yeah, I my, saw that. My first gig in the wild field of public history was at a site in Akron called Hale Farm and Village. Um, and when I started at the History Center, that was one of the things that appealed to me was that I would still be able to do some of that educational programming. So we do a lot with third and fourth graders, um, but my favorite age group, honestly, is eighth grade. Um, and I know middle schoolers aren't everyone's favorite age group, but I love that they can engage at a deeper level. And we've actually developed a three-week curriculum with them. Um, since they're right down the road from us, they can walk. And every week on usually Tuesdays, they come traipsing down the stairs to our collections 
and we talk with them about uh, more about how you study history and how learning to think like a historian would can actually have applications in their everyday life. Um, when we you know, look at things on social media and we can analyze, is that the whole story or can I find another source that corroborates that? Um, I think that that is a life skill that they will take uh, hopefully into high school and then into adulthood. Um, so yeah, I love that we can engage with them on topics like controversial objects in our collection or um, learning bias and perspective when you look at an image like a, a photograph um, or a work of art. So we have a lot of fun with the eighth graders and that is truly what makes me happiest. Um, is that that month when they're coming down to the history center yeah you know i, I was reading a paragraph of, on your website and it says um, uh, this is talking about the new location mm -hmm. which was new in 2019 yes <laughs> but it says i love that our new space is open light inviting and in a building with a history in its own right yes you know, you go to a lot of museums. I, I have over my lifetime. And, <clears throat> yeah, it's kind of dark. Mm -hmm. And uh, yours is not. It's kind of neat. It is. Yeah. I. It's challenging, too. All of that openness of and natural light can be a challenge when you're designing exhibits. But I do love that you walk into the building and you feel its history. Yeah. Well... It's a great building, and and we were fortunate to uh, to uh, to work this out, you mm -hmm. know. Well, um, but I know you're not done. You know, there's always stuff. There's always dreams yes. and all of that, and ideas of can we add this? Can we add that? Um, it's a great facility, but what is something that you think is um, would be fun to add? Well, this is something that we're actively working on. Um, we are in the design phase of a permanent exhibit that will be on the balcony. Oh. And it will be on the history of Southeast Ohio as a region, which no other place in the region is really focusing on. Um, we all like to focus on our own little individual counties, but to tell those broader stories of settlement and migration and immigration and the rise of industries and how the Underground Railroad affected our region, um, all of those stories are bigger than just our county. And so telling those from a regional perspective, I think, is really important. It sets our story, our family's stories in a bigger context. And so uh, we are in the design phase of that exhibit right now. We have been working with a couple of different groups. One is more regional history organizations and um, community members and historians and geographers. And then another group um, are actually teachers because this exhibit is designed for uh, third and fourth graders, but the hope being that um, it's intergenerational. So, you know, a grandparent could take their kids here and the grandparents would still learn something too. Um, 
And the teacher group has actually given us a lot of great ideas on how we can address these different topics in a way that is interactive. So almost at every turn, um, there will be an activity, something to do, something with your hands, something that you are doing that's not just reading text on a wall and looking at a thing in a case. Um, So we are really excited about this. And it's a long-term vision because we've got to raise the money too. Um, So our goal is to have it installed in... 2026, um, which will be right around the 250th anniversary of the United States. So how about that? uh, That seems like a great year to install an exhibit that talks about the history of our region in its own right and how we contributed to the national story too. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So Jessica, um, where were you raised? I was raised up near Akron. Okay. And at what point did you come to Athens? I came here in 2002 as a student. And then... What was your major? History and political science. Uh And um, did you have an idea about what you wanted to do back then? Or did that all evolve? Oh, I had no idea. Um, Or I had a different idea, we'll say. I graduated and then actually joined the Peace Corps because I thought that I wanted to do more in international relations and development. Um, I spent two years in West Africa and then came home and I had never heard of a career in public history until I landed accidentally in a job in public history and realized that my history degree, um, which I had taken in college mostly for fun um, was really what I wanted to do. And so um, suddenly that opened up a a new path that I could take. Um, And my husband and I moved down here in 2009. Uh, We moved back to Athens and then I joined the History Center at the time, the Athens County Historical Society in 2011. So it's been quite a ride. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I had a cousin, and she and her husband um, were kind of, at one point, the head of the Peace Corps. Were they really? And um, they had a lot of time um, as a Peace Corps. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the good term? A volunteer, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, in Liberia mm-hmm. and all sorts of places. Mm-hmm. And then eventually worked their way into leadership. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, anyway, um, and later he was the head of environmental services for Kentucky. Wow. And, I mean, it goes on and on and on. They've done very well. Well, anyway, Jack and Angie Wilson, I just got their name in my head. Okay. Uh, Well, all right. Um, Peace Corps, I I hold that in high regard. (laughs) It gave me a very... I would say good experience, um, maybe not something that I apply every day mm-hmm. in my current role, but certainly there are aspects of it that, yeah, I draw upon in my my life here. Well, having grown up in Akron uh, or having your youth at period through that, um, there is some interesting museums up there. There are. And I don't mean Akron itself, but that part of the state. Yes, 
Yes. And um, did it, did I read somewhere where the Cleveland History uh, Museum mm-hmm. um, caught your eye? Yes. So um, Hale Farm, which was the site that I first started working in, mm-hmm. um, was under the the umbrella of Case Western Reserve. Uh, I'm sorry, what is it? It's the, yeah, the Case Western Reserve Historical Society, um, which has right. its main office in Cleveland. Um, but this is a site that is... I guess you could compare it to Robin's Crossing. It has um, a lot of different buildings and homes from across the the old Connecticut Western Reserve, which is that kind of northeast quadrant of the state. And um, they've picked them up and moved them to a site in the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. And um, there's an original homestead and then all of these small buildings. So I got to, on occasion, talk to kids about you know, what life was like in the 1860s in a, a place like Akron, or kind of on a farm outside of Akron. Um, and I got to talk about dairy farming, which was one of the, the uh, uses for the site that I was in. Mm-hmm. So it was fun. Yes, and kids enjoy really making butter. That was the highlight of uh, visiting my part of the site. Um, but through these processes, the, you just got hooked yes. more and more yes. into the idea of uh, the importance of history mm-hmm. and museums and all of that sort of thing. It really grew, didn't it? It it did. And, you know, I can see now, especially with the programs that we do with the eighth graders, um, how much history can change your perspective and how much that is a, a skill that we that we all need to learn is how to study history and study it well. Um, and I, what I think is especially interesting is when I talk to people who come to the History Center, often what gets them hooked is their own family stories. Mm. Um, They're researching their family. Maybe they have ancestors who came to Athens County or to Southeast Ohio, and they want to know more. And they get drawn in to the stories of their ancestors. And that is the springboard for learning about other aspects of our nation's history. So if you have an ancestor who fought in the Civil War, well, suddenly you want to learn, well, where did he go? Where did he fight? Um, what were some of the the places that he saw or the, the um, engagements that he was in? And that might lead you to go there too. And, you know, my husband and I have done that too. We've looked at our family's history and how it plays out into the nation's story. And it's really cool when you find a tie. Um, We've even found some ties to Southeast Ohio that we didn't know. And we think, wow, you know, we could go over to Marietta or to Belpre and we could see the graves of some of um, our ancestors. And that's really neat. You have that personal tie, but then you also can start tying it into the bigger story. Yeah. Well, I. It is, you know, one of the things that I'm not particularly proud of is that I'm not 
a casual reader. Um, it seems like I have so much I have to read already <laughs> just to do my basic um, job. Yes, you know, yes. That to, um, to reach for a book and sit down in an mm -hmm. armchair and just be entertained, it just doesn't work for me. But, but I love to research things. Mm -hmm. And particularly if um, there's some topic and you say, well, why did we do that? Or what, what caused this to happen? Then, then I can dig in. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's a lot about what museums are. That's right. Yeah, we try to make that history relevant to the people who are here and to say, look, your story is part of our region's story, and our region's story is part of our nation's story, too. And none of this was happening in a vacuum, um, but how we get people is usually they want to start with their families, and that's pretty cool. All right, so... I, somewhere I was reading about um, you. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh, yeah. And, um, you know, you've had an, a fascination also with um, planetariums. Oh. <laughs> right? Well, yes, and I had a fear of them, too. Really? Um, as a child, yeah. Like why? Well, I can remember... Um, that would be one of my first museum experiences, was going to a planetarium, and there was a very long hallway that led to the planetarium and they had black lights mm. and when they turned on the black lights of course all of the things that you're wearing that are white turn purple yeah and i was terrified of that what, what happened to oh, probably four. Oh, cool <laughs> so yes museums are also a little traumatizing for mm. me well um you know um Oh, shucks. Help me. Tom, right? Yes. Um, you know, one of his particular interests is that of um, um, uh, telescopes. Yes. Uh, you know, astronomy. Ast yes. yes. There we go. <laughs> I, I was trying to get to that word, but I didn't get there. You got it first. Astronomy. Right. And uh, still, he's, you know, keenly active in yes. all that sort of thing. He is still teaching, and he has hooked me, unfortunately, on the bug of eclipses. Uh, so uh, next year there will be one on April 8th. Um, we're not in the main line of it, but I plan on traveling to Wapakoneta um, because where else would I want to see a, an eclipse other than in the place where Neil Armstrong was born? Um, about that, yeah. So stand in the shadow of the moon. Um, yes, he has had a horrible influence on me when it comes to getting me hooked on, on chasing eclipses. Well, I was uh, talking to him recently, and uh, we were talking about what used to be above the Artec building. Yes. There, which is basically right behind the old post office uptown, mm -hmm. right? And that the, um, the observatory that used to be located on the top of that building has been moved out now back uh, by, I'm going to call it Dairy Lane and yes. all of that. Yeah, on what used to be the site of the TB ward. Yeah. Up on the ridges. I need to go and uh, become reacquainted with it. And, 
you know, there is an organization that uh, offers that opportunity. Yes. Athens is so full of so many unique things that that are, um, if, if it holds an interest to you, there is an organization that would welcome you to, uh, to be a part of it. That's right. And the museum is no different, is it? Yes, absolutely. We love working with volunteers, and um, we're always looking for people who are passionate about history and also about serving the public. So, yes, if you are interested in volunteering, reach out to us. Um, we even have a volunteer form on our website. Yeah. Well, the website. I, now, I've seen two different listings, so I don't know which one is correct. Uh-oh. One, um, I can't remember where I saw this, but anyway, um, no, it's your it's your email address. I've oh. seen two different ones. Oh, okay. On the website, so if someone wanted to reach out to you, how would you suggest they do it? We recently changed our email addresses, but both of the emails will probably get to me. Okay. So the old one was Jessica at AthensHistory dot org. Yes. And then the new one is Jessica at SoutheastOhioHistory.org. Yeah. Um, both of them get to, to good, me. So good. I was concerned about that. Yes. Well, okay, so the website. Um, it's, there's a lot of valuable stuff there. And, you know, websites, If in my history or my relationship with those sort of things has always been yeah, but we need to add this, or mm-hmm. yeah, we need to add that. Um, I, I'd say you folks have done a pretty good job, and I'm sure you folks are faced with, yeah, we got to add this. Yes. And, well, anyway, it's pretty good, isn't it? Thank you. Yeah, we worked with a local designer on redoing the website, and it is something that we can easily update, which is important. Um, so, yeah, we we try to put our, our events up there at least a week in advance um so our next our next event is is a lunch um coming up next thursday and now a lunch yes so i get lunch every day yes but i mean uh what's special about this one we have about once a month or every other month on the third thursday we do what we call a lyceum lunch so Come up to the History Center, bring your lunch, and from 12 to 1, we'll have a speaker. And um, this coming Thursday, the 17th, we will have a um, a special program from Tom O'Grady and then also Aaron Wilson from uh, Alden Library. And they will both be talking about W.E. Peters, who was, I think this is who Tom wants to be, when when he grows up so to speak um he was a lawyer and a surveyor but also an incredible documentarian of our region and um if you ever find a w.e peters photograph he goes back to his surveying roots and puts the township and range on the back of each photo and then a description of what it is so for us as historians we really love him um because he has documented everything very well um But one of the neat things that Alden did with a a couple of OU students is they created an interactive map and put it on their website that lists all the places that W.E. Peters photographed and documented. And you can go on there and, 
you know, click on a little pin and up pops his photo of that place in 1929 or 1930. And it is a really great project. So we want to highlight that project um, and also get people to use it. Well, um, let's see. There's an exhibit, and I think it's called Where Ohio Began. Mm -hmm. That is our... That is the exhibit that we are working on. Uh, The permanent exhibit is where Ohio began. Um, The temporary exhibits that we change more regularly. uh, Right now we are in one called Southeast Ohio A to Z, Mm -hmm. where we are taking all the letters of the alphabet and assigning them attributes. Um, So you can quiz me because we are... Okay, I will. Yes. The letter Q. Q is for quilts. Okay. So we... I'm getting it now. Yes. I see. Let me think. Z. Z is for Zane's Trace. Okay. Yeah. The first road funded by, um, on order of the the federal government, the new United States funded a very early road. Um, I'll try testing one more time. Okay. X. Ooh, we had a hard time with X. So so we came up with X marks the spot. Ah. And we want to talk about some of the legends of buried treasure in Southeast Ohio. Um, Ohio River pirates. Yes, they were a thing. Um, (laughs) Putting their their loot in the riverbanks. I know someone who... um, goes digging around for um yes what am i trying to say like arrowheads Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's but there's another term for it but anyway um and has literally over the years hundreds of them and um you know and and i don't know how to do it and i've said let me go with you one yes. time. I just yes. want to see. Oh, I have never found an arrowhead. Yeah. But he's he's uh, really good at it and knows others who are too, so sometimes they work on it together and travels all over the country doing That's it. That's pretty cool. Well, anyway. Yes. Um, yeah. So there's so many different things one could be interested in. And, you know, isn't it a shame that we don't have more variety in our lives? Oh, well. So um, let's see here. Uh, So Southeast Ohio A to Z uh, and where Ohio began. These are two exhibits, right? Mm -hmm. And um, are they already accomplished or are they in the works? The first half of Southeast Ohio A to Z is up right now, okay. and it will be up through the end of August. And, and by then up, you mean on display, on display. so someone can come to uh, mm-hmm. the corner of Congress and West State, West State, um, and, and visit it. Yes. Okay. And then we'll do a changeover, and September fifteenth, we'll open um, the second half of Southeast Ohio A to Z. And we are also opening a exhibit on the art and times of Sandy Plunkett, who is a local, uh, most people know him as a graphic artist and graphic novelist, um, but he I need a little help with that one. Yeah. Um, Sandy Plunkett. Yes. He, I'm sure that you will recognize his work. Okay. Um, 
he has done a lot of work for Marvel, but if you're not into graphic novels, his work that he has had commissioned in Athens is what people probably are most familiar with here. So he's done a lot of commercial work, like um, he designed a t-shirt for us uh, for the Athens Asylum. He um, has designed logos for Jackie O's and their bottle and their beer bottles. Um, But he also is a prolific political cartoonist. And so we will be showcasing both his commissioned artwork, um, which he tends to work in watercolors, and then his political cartoons, which of course are pen and ink. And um, we'll have about 60 items from him on display. Well, I'm embarrassed that I haven't known about this. You will probably, as soon as you walk in, you will probably recognize Um, his style. Very possible. It is very distinctive. Um, So that opens when? September 15th. All right. Yeah. And and who goes about, um, do you have a board or do you have some group that says, the next thing we need to do is this? or that, or here's a list of things we need to eventually clobber. You know what I mean? We do have a board, and they are very active. So when it comes to exhibits, we actually have an exhibits committee on our board. Um, Same with the collections. We have a collections committee. We have a library and genealogy committee. Um, Our board is very active, and I'm proud of how they take such a, a active role in the organization mm-hmm. some now, of our board members are even volunteers which is pretty cool too so they get to see a lot of the day to day too uncommon yeah uh, most board members if they are taking the time to be a member and a board member are very willing to participate in you know improving things that's right um Schools, do they, do you have a lot of visitors from different school districts and stuff? We do. Right now, we're mostly Athens County, um, but we're hoping to expand. And we've started doing a couple of different targeted collaborations. Um, We've started collaborating with the Ohio Valley Museum of Discovery, which is a science museum just up the road from us. They're on Columbus Road. Um, They're in an old church as well. And um, we have put together a program where, let's say, a field trip from Coolville wants to come in. Um, They're driving, you know, 30, 40 minutes to get to Athens. Well, why not have them hit two museums in one day? And so we've collaborated on a... um, joint curriculum so that when they go to the science museum they are learning about say geology or archaeology from a science perspective and then when they come to the history center they're learning about those same topics but from the perspective of history and i think it's actually really cool and hopefully will appeal to a lot of those um, schools that are a little further away and may have a hard time justifying busing kids just for one one museum but if they can hit two then we can probably sell that a little easier to them um folks if if you tuned in uh, 
a bit late to our topic today is the Southeast Ohio History Center. And our guest today is Jessica Siders, who uh, about two or three years ago became the executive director, but she's been engaged with that organization since 2011, I think. Yes. Yeah. Jessica, um, mission and vision. Yeah. Um, you go to any organization such as yours, and there's a, a paragraph in there somewhere dealing with those topics. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything that um, is in your statement or the, the organization's statement that you think is really unique? Actually, yeah. I think in our, in our vision, we talk about how we want to be one of these, the places where Southeast Ohioans can come and learn about who they are. Um, celebrate their identities as Southeast Ohioans. And then we want to inspire people to learn more and go out into our region. So when we talk about the Where Ohio Began exhibit um, and telling the story of our region from a pretty high level, you're not, we can't tell every story. Um, We can only touch on certain themes and topics, But if we can spark an interest in someone who says, wow, I really want to learn more about the the Welsh experience in Jackson County, where should I go? And right there in the exhibit, we will be able to say, go to the Lillian E. Jones Museum in Jackson or go to the Oak Hill Historical Society in Oak Hill and you can learn about the Welsh immigration and the role that they had in building the iron industry in Southeast Ohio. So we really want to be that first place where people can learn and then spark their curiosity so that they can go out and dig into the history of our region at a deeper level. You know, there's a a term that um, is, what am I trying to say, been particularly used recently. Inclusion, mm-hmm. and um, I can't understand personally why it should ever be an issue. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but you know, I have known so many people from so many different backgrounds who, I guess, the I have to use the term race from so many different race backgrounds, racial backgrounds. I just don't understand why we can't all just get along. Okay, well, uh, inclusion, that's that's, uh, something your board is keen on, right? Mm -hmm. They are, and telling the whole story of Southeast Ohio's history. So I think if you look at the history of our region, it is incredibly diverse. Um, We have people coming here from all over the world And we have people with many different racial and ethnic backgrounds. And that diversity is still here. You just have to know where to look um, to kind of uncover those stories. You look at some place like the story of Tablertown, which we now call Kilvert. Um, That is a remarkable story of an interracial couple Mm -hmm. coming to Southeast Ohio because it was a refuge. And you look at the stories of the Underground Railroad and the, the development of places like Chester Hill, which 
Um, well, and the Berry family. And the Berry family, absolutely. You know, um, they came we, here because of a school. We recently had um, a big celebration yes, involving absolutely. that. And it was, a, it was really cool to attend the different elements of that yes. celebration. Yes. And, and that is the story of another family that came to Southeast Ohio because of the opportunities that we offered. Um, Edward Berry was born in Oberlin, and his father brought his family down here because of the Albany Enterprise Institute. Yeah. And um, that is just an amazing story. There's a story of the Holland brothers that actually were hoping to have an event on um, later in September, but we haven't set a firm date yet. Um, many people have probably heard about Milton Holland, who was a, a young man from Texas who also came to Southeast Ohio because of the school in Albany. And um, when you read about him, he was he's credited as the first um, person from Ohio to win the national, the Congressional Medal of Honor. But of course, Texas likes to claim him too. And um, you read about him and it talks about his brothers. And usually they say, oh, and his brothers also served. Mm -hmm. And um, one of our colleagues in Marietta has done a lot of research into the, the three Holland brothers who served in the Civil War. And we're hoping to tell their stories because all three of them are remarkable. But they came here because we had opportunities in Southeast Ohio that they couldn't find even in Texas. And that's amazing. Um, so, well, yeah. To, to do what you do, uh, and I'm talking about the organization, um, the Southeast Ohio History Center. Um there's dollars involved uh, all the time. You yes. know, um, I mean, you've got <laughs> light bulbs to pay for, electricity, and, and, and personnel, and, and um, uh, refurbishing this or that um, that has been given to you, and you want to make sure it lasts for many more years. Mm -hmm. All that stuff. Funding. Yes. Ah. Uh, well, we actually have. Um, a couple different funding streams. One of them is membership. So if you... Uh, I Okay, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yes. But I recently attended something and suddenly realized, wait a minute, I'm not a member. Well, you are now. I am now. Yes, you uh, are. Because at that very event, I fixed it up. Yes. Right? And it's easy to do. You can even do it online. And Suzanne and I are members now. Yes. So anyway, the point to all of this is membership yes then other sources of funding well if you like being uh, maybe we should back up one notch. yes it isn't expensive to be a member folks no okay uh, we're talking about 25 dollars for an individual 50 for a family yeah. um cool but if you really like being a member and you want to have some different perks and um exclusive access to the, the History Center and exclusive events, um, you can join our 365 Society. And we call it that because we believe that history matters every day. Mm. And um, that 365 is, days a year. That's right. Yeah. Not It's not just something that's nice to have. It is essential um, every day in our everyday lives. And so we... Um, so the 365... <coughs> That what? is a level at $500 a year. 
I can't believe my phone is making all sorts of vibrations this morning crazy. So it's 365 a year <coughs> for the family, right? It's 500 a year. Oh, 500. Okay. But it's yes. called 365. Yes. Okay. And then there are opportunities for businesses to join the 365 Society too yeah. at different levels. Sure. Um, <coughs> my, I've worked with many different um, local things over the years. Mm-hmm. I've been here too long. Um, so, of course, I've been involved. Volunteers are yes. so important. And um, you rely on them, too. We do. We have more volunteers than we have staff. Um, I would say by a magnitude of at least uh, at least three to one. Um, and our volunteers do a variety of things, whether that's serving on But wouldn't it be neat if we got it up to six oh, to one? Oh, yes. You know? Yes. I mean... Um, uh, uh, folks, um, it's a neat outfit. And even if you, you know, let's say you don't feel like you're an expert in local history or genealogy, but you really like people, uh, we have volunteers who love to sit at the front desk and greet people sure. and help them. Um, that's a great, it's a very social way to volunteer, too, and we like that, so... Lots of different opportunities. You don't have to just be a historian. Right. And and when I look at the list of uh, your board of trustees and all that sort of thing, golly, there's a lot of people who uh, I know a few names I don't, but the point is uh, you can become as involved as you'd like mm-hmm. to, um, are willing, to, you know, as you can make time for. And uh, you're welcome. And, uh, you know, you can bring a new idea, perhaps, to the group or or even be supportive of one of their current projects. So, um, well, let's see here. What have I failed to bring up so far? Hmm. We've got about, uh, what, five minutes left. Yes, it's been pretty wide-ranging. Well, um, I mean, that's our job. Yeah. So, um, oh, I know something. Yeah, go. Well, you and um, you came to an event in May with a an organist. Right? Oh yes, the, the silent, silent movie. Pro- yes, that was cool. Wasn't that fun? Yeah. Um, and I knew him a bit. You knew Dennis. Yeah. Okay. And um, he's from Columbus. He and, is. Years ago, I was very involved in saving the Ohio Theater. And that's where he played. Yeah. yeah. So we bring, Dennis now is retired, in yeah. quotes. Um, so he lives in New York, upstate New York, and probably is on the road, I don't know, 250 days a year. Um, <laughs> he travels around the country playing the organ and accompanying silent films. That's become his passion. And he's even written the score to several films that um, the score has been lost over the years. But well, we really had a great time. Oh, it was a fun yeah. show. Yeah. We do that twice a year. So in the spring, we do a comedy. Um, so you saw Safety Last with Harold Lloyd. Yeah, um, yeah. A 100-year-old film, and people were still laughing. Oh, yeah. Because it's a, it's a funny film. Um, this, and then we do in the fall, we do a horror film because it's usually right around Halloween. So that's um, coming up. 
It is coming up November 3rd and 4th. And so we're doing something a little different this year. Uh-oh. Dennis proposed this. So it's this is on him. Um, he suggested that we do a double feature where the first half of the show is a live reenactment of a radio broadcast from oh, the dear. 1940s. Really? And it'll be about 30 minutes. We've worked with, we're working with the Lost Flamingo Theater Company on OU's campus. Um, so there'll be, you know, you radio. Know, I'm not really familiar with that one. They're a student organization. Okay. And so they will be the actors okay. pretending to be or portraying um, radio actors in the 1940s, showing a, they'll be reading a film or a script called um, Fugue in C minor or it's okay. it's from the radio show suspense let me just point out we have about two minutes left yes um and it's about a guy who you know murders his wives and Wonderful. puts them in the yeah. organ in his house oh. um it's it's very fabulous and creepy but then um after that we'll have an intermission and there will be a silent film but only about an hour so it'll be a very different format and the first night we are going to do a dinner theater style oh, event yeah. so a little higher ticket price food that would be a friday night yes food beer wine but then the second night we're doing a family night so it's much lower ticket price same show but you are you get popcorn and movie snacks well make sure that you keep us informed on all your i will and then i'll um rodney and the different people here that are now in charge will We'll make sure they uh, do what they can for you. I wrote down the email address. Cool. So. Okay. Hopefully we'll see you at that event too. Well, we have one minute left. What do you think I've failed to bring up? Oh, my goodness. Well. And I don't mean that in a critical fashion. But, I mean, you know, is there something that uh, as you came prepared for the show, you thought, I hope he brings up this. I hope he brings up that. I hope people come away with just the idea that history is important and that their history is important. And we love hearing people's stories and we want to do a better job of telling the stories of Southeast Ohio as a region. So we'd love um, for people to, to come and visit and to share their stories with us. Jessica Siders, our guest today, and um, uh, has had a number of connections to Athens over the years and um, loves being here just like I do. And uh, now the, um, what's the title? Executive Director. Executive Director. We wear that pretty lightly. Of the Southeast Ohio (laughs) History Center. I think that's cool. Keep in touch with us, please. Thanks, Dave. It's been great. All right, folks. Well, um, let's see. Tomorrow we'll wrap up the week with a free-for-all edition, I think. And uh, we want you to be careful out there. In our 73rd year of serving Southeast Ohio.